0: Welcome to the Dildorks Dorky Discourse on Sex, Dating, and Masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and uh, the person who is now my spouse predominantly seduced me through dirty talk. So I'm equipped to have this conversation. Who are you, (laughs) (laughs) friend?
1: I'm Bex. I'm a sex educator and a porn maker, and I talk a lot and that is true whether i am naked or not honestly <laughs> it's true this is, just this is just not a goddamn loud mouth yeah. Uh, yeah it is <laughs> which is why i'm so excited to t- to uh be doing a dirty talk episode today uh
0: we did I do one to... like i think it's got to be like four years ago or something but truly yeah, we, have... we have both had a lot more experience on both sides of this issue since then. So it seemed worth revisiting.
1: Absolutely. It's definitely a thing we've talked about before, but like, I I mean, honestly, dirty talk is always a thing worth revisiting. Um, mm. But I do like coming back to, I don't know, some of these more basic topics now that we've been doing the show for a minute, because I feel like we have, uh, Some more interesting takes on them these days.
0: Yeah, I truly feel like when I started this show with you, I don't know what made me think that I had enough sexual experience to do this show. But like, also at the same time, if I heard a young person saying that to me, I would be like, well, that's bullshit. You can still have opinions and thoughts and smart things to say about sex, even if you hadn't had a lot of it, which is true. But Mm -hmm. like, Yeah, I do feel like I just – my perspective on many things has just, like, matured and broadened and changed in a lot of ways. Yeah, and
1: I don't feel like, for the most part, I don't think we were giving ever, like, bad advice or anything. I think a lot of the education work both of us were doing early in our career was – I don't know, the 101 sex ed stuff that Mm -hmm. like you need to know that not enough people know that not enough people are talking about. But I don't think we had as much stuff rooted in our own experience or in our own, I don't know, reflections about the stuff that we were actually seeing. It was a lot of like, hey, these are the conversations that need to be had that aren't being had and we're good at talking about them.
0: Yeah. And I also think that to some extent, our audience several years ago was like more of a general audience whereas like now we've attracted an audience that is much more like niche and like sex nerdy I feel in general so it's nice to dive a little deeper
1: yeah I didn't feel as comfy like I I think we talked about this in the like uh, 250th episode or something we were talking about like we felt a little more pressure to, like, make our show about sex a little sexier. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a little more... F- and I, like, now we're like, nah, we're here to talk about some nerdy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says before doing a Dirty Talk episode where I'm almost certainly going to say something filthy. But, you know, we throw something. it in sometimes anyway. <laughs> Multiple
0: somethings, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure.
1: Well, okay. So, to start us out, I was hoping you could talk a little bit about... Um, how much dirty talk is a part of your sex life? Like you mentioned your spouse mostly seduced you through this. Mm -hmm. Um, So like in a broad sense, how much do you experience? And also, I don't know, practically, what does that look like? How much of the sex you're having is actually talking to each other?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that prior to this relationship, I mostly thought of dirty talk as like almost like a separate sex act where like I would have to specifically Mm -hmm. request it if I wanted it. Um, and it Mm -hmm. just wasn't really the default Uh, even with kinky people and I do find the dirty talk is more common with kinky people I think because like uh, a lot more of what's going on for us is psychological and so you kind of have to explicate it a little bit more sometimes but Mm -hmm. um, when I started dating Matt uh, the first many many times that we had sex were phone sex and like I would say still at this point the majority of the sex that we've had has been phone sex so like basically that is dirty talk I mean there's other stuff happening Mm -hmm. but essentially by and large it is dirty talk and um, usually the way that we do it is we think of them as more of like the dirty talk top and like me as the bottom which was a a Mm -hmm. life-changing reframe for me because I always was like feeling bad if my partner was talking dirty to me and I wasn't really saying very much back But like, Mm -hmm. it was sexier for me to like, listen to and receive that and react to it. And um, I have found like being with tops, oftentimes they do want to be the person who's just like saying all the shit and hearing all the reactions to it and seeing the reactions. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was really nice for me to kind of like realize that that could be how that works. And that I didn't necessarily have to like be saying stuff if if that didn't like do it for me. Because I always get so anxious and like, in my head about like does this make any sense like is this hot am I saying things that are too obvious like you know Mm -hmm. so I just I Mm -hmm. I don't know I still struggle with it um but I enjoy receiving it and I think that the way that Matt uses dirty talk is like less as a separate sex act and more as just like a seasoning on almost every sex act um like they've Mm -hmm. often said to me that like (laughs) they wish that they could talk dirty to me while they're going down on (laughs) <laughs> because it
1: would, oh my god I know those yeah. <laughs> I have that thought all the time is the thing like it's it's mm-hmm. such a problem that like it's one instance where I can't dirty talk to the person I'm playing I'm playing with or it's harder to at least <laughs> yeah
0: there are ways you can you I, could try to do it like I don't know you could sometimes Matt will like stop in the middle and and just like say some shit and then go back to it and Mm -hmm. I'm sure that you do that too but like also I think in phone sex this is one area where this can actually be achieved because you can be describing the the oral sex that you're giving Mm -hmm. someone and then also saying filthy shit like about it or about what else is going on so yeah it's it's a very significant part of my sex life.
1: Yeah, I mean, so that's fantastic. You've touched on literally like ninety percent of the rest of the questions I have uh, for (laughs) this episode. (laughs) No, I'm sorry, I have to. No, it's great. I'm just like I was like great. I'll just segue to that one, and then you kept talking, and I was like, or I could segue to that one. Oh God, I could segue there too. Wow, (laughs) gosh. So anyway, we're just going to be circling back to a lot of these themes in like some really fun ways. Okay, that was Um, my
0: thesis statement.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. No, it was perfect. Um, But I want to start with uh, talking about how you kind of identify as a dirty talk bottom, Mm -hmm. because that is definitely a thing that we don't – we talk about a lot of acts having, like – You say, oh, I'm into impact, and, like, the default next question is, like, oh, do you top, bottom, or switch, right? Right? Like, that, you would not talk to someone about really enjoying spanking without finding out what side of the slash they're on, and I don't feel like we approach dirty talk the same way. Mm -hmm. We just kind of expect everyone to be switchy. Yeah. but I would, I did want to hear, like, a little bit about how you kind of got used to being someone who mostly bottoms and feeling comfortable with that. Because I think that's, like you said, it has been really transformative for you, and I think that's really important.
0: Yeah, I think that a major reason that we don't often frame the Dirty Talk discussion as one where there is, like, tops and bottoms is, like, there's... There's an expectation that pretty much everybody likes to hear dirty talk, which, like, I don't think is actually true. Like, I think there mm-hmm. are some people who are, like, made very uncomfortable by it. And I also think, like, just from personal experience, there are some people who really do prefer to be the ones saying this stuff and are more into reactions. And um, I think that if you're trying to figure out if you're a dirty talk bottom – You should also think about like, do I only feel this way because I'm shy and nervous about dirty talk? Like, am I using Mm -hmm. sort of bottominess as like an excuse to sort of indulge that shyness and nervousness rather than trying to challenge myself to push through it a little bit? And like, this Mm -hmm. is a struggle that I've had. Like, I do feel like a lot of my reticence about talking dirty is related to shyness and anxiety and stuff, like I said. But like, um there is also when I look very clearly at my emotions around it, there is a feeling kind of separate from that of like, bottoming is what turns me on with this act. Like talking mm-hmm. just like doesn't really, I'll do it sometimes, like if, I, if I'm if i in the mood and feel like I can do it, but like it does not inherently arouse me in the way mm-hmm. that like bottoming for it can, which... Um, Is also how I've identified like being a bottom and some other kinks like I enjoy impact topping some people in some situations, but it doesn't turn me on really, um, Mm -hmm. with very few exceptions. So uh, I just my mind started just thinking about CBT is probably one of the, one of the main, <laughs> there. but but like mm-hmm. that's a way that I knew that like I'm I'm essentially a, a bottom for impact even though I do top sometimes but like identity wise I'm a bottom and so like I think about dirty talk in the same way where like what actually incentivizes you like what turns you on about a thing and kind of think about. You know how how it would potentially help you to choose an identity label for that but also like you don't have to choose an identity label you can be a dirty Mm -hmm. talk switch or a dirty talk fan like you don't have to yeah yeah what about you like are you do you feel like you're a dirty talk switch
1: you know, I mean, I think that's what I find so interesting about this conversation is I hadn't really thought about it either way until you started talking about it this way. Um, mm-hmm. And it occurred to me I'm definitely more on the toppy side of the slash where it mm-hmm. comes to dirty talk. I think Ashes probably would have. The only partners i've had that dirty talks like a lot with me in person and i really enjoy mm-hmm. um i am very much into sexting um especially given that i've been in like longer distance relationships and such mm-hmm. um that feels a little distinct to me and i'm gonna actually talk about that a little bit later um But I definitely lean towards the toppy side of the slash. What's hot for me is having the words and saying the words. And, like, the difference for me for Dirty Talk is literally, like, I'm saying these things in my head. I just let them fall (laughs) out of my mouth instead. Like, when I'm jerking off, I have a running monologue of filthy things I am just saying to myself in my head. I enjoy coming up with the words. I enjoy coming up with the stories and all of Mm -hmm. that. Uh, So, and, like... This also has me thinking about how we've talked about how I don't enjoy audio erotica or anything like (laughs) that, where it is just me listening to someone talking at me about things. Like, that is way more likely to have me feeling nervous and anxious and embarrassed Mm -hmm. than having me just say the filthy shit that I am already thinking and experiencing. Mm. Interesting. Interesting yeah so it was uh it was interesting to kind of think about it I was like oh no I definitely yeah no I definitely have a preference for topping with that which is not a thing I had thought about before
0: Mm -hmm. well I have a question for you then um Mm -hmm. which is what do you think makes a good dirty talk bottom like I know that with my partner they're really a fan of like moans and reactions and then sometimes they'll like if i say to them later like i really liked this particular sentence or whatever so that they can kind of like Mm -hmm. calibrate um but i feel like you know oftentimes as bottoms in general it can be easy to to be like i feel like i'm not doing anything i feel like i'm not contributing anything because Mm -hmm. you know your moans don't necessarily feel like you're actually actively doing anything um so yeah, maybe it would be helpful for folks to know, like, what are you looking to get out of a dirty talk bottom? Yeah, I like,
1: honestly, being a good listener, which is essentially the same skills you would use in a non-sexual scenario. Mm -hmm. Like, any of the things that help me know that you are listening to what I'm saying and engaged with it and enjoying it. So, like, sexually, yeah, often that is, like, moans or facial expressions or things like that. Um... And I don't, like, I think radio silence from my partner would be difficult regardless, but um, mm-hmm. I do, like, my partner and I do a lot with, like, particular stories and role plays. Like, Dirty Talk is often a function of a role play with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, following my lead with the role play and, like, being like, ah, yes, you are doing the thing that I am into. Um <laughs> And coming back around, like you said later, and saying, I really enjoyed when you said this, or when you said this, it had me thinking about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Things that are like, yes, you are listening to what I am saying, um, and you are actively enjoying it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I'm curious, I actually had on here, if you could talk a little bit about what you love about Dirty Talk as someone who primarily receives it, who isn't, like, weaving the story or guiding anything.
0: Yeah, I think, honestly, a big part of it for me is that it helps with my mind wandering to anxious places. Um, Mm. Like in sex, both in person and over the phone, if nothing is really kind of gripping my mind at the moment, it will tend to wander into like, does my body look okay? Or like, did I do those things on my to-do list? or. Um, Mm -hmm. What is that noise my roommate is making in the next room? Like it's just, you know, it's just (laughs) I get really distracted very easily, which I don't like. It takes me out of the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think Dirty Talk really helps keep me grounded in the same way that we sometimes talk about how like listening to music during a long impact scene or something can keep you sort of like rooted to where you are. Um, But also I think it – Like, sometimes just feeling physical sensations for, like, long periods of time, it's not that you go numb necessarily, but just kind of, like, they feel the same after a while to some extent. Or, like, you can kind Mm -hmm. of – your brain stops, like, perceiving them in as great detail and, and like, vividness. And I think that hearing a verbal description of what's going on can be helpful for kind of, like, reminding you what you're doing. Like, (laughs) I I feel like a lot of It kind of switches
1: up your sensory input. Yeah. Like, it's – it's, 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 yeah, I don't know. If you're switching from feeling to listening and back to feeling, mm-hmm. you're, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah. And like, yeah, I definitely find it really grounding. And like, similarly in that, I don't know, I wouldn't expect to say I need extra connection from my partner while actively fucking them. <laughs> uh, it does feel like, a little extra shred of, like, connection and affirmation mm-hmm. and, like, oh, your mind isn't wandering either. Like, oh, you're also in this moment. Oh, you're yeah. also thinking about and feeling this thing, whether it is because they're saying something to me or because I can see them actively listening. Right. Um. Like, as someone who can be actively getting fucked by someone and still needs to be like, you're having a good time, right? You. This is <laughs> fun, right? My ass is doing, it's doing the thing, right? Like, <laughs> It's helpful to have them standing behind me going, God, your ass is so fucking good. Holy shit. I'm like, yeah, it's doing the thing. Great. It's doing the thing. Okay, fantastic.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's that's compliments too is I think a huge part of how dirty talk can be helpful because I think a lot of people – are insecure, but especially, like, once you get your clothes off and you're fucking, like, even if it's somebody you fucked, like, hundreds of times before, there can still definitely be times of, like, insecurity and inadequacy feelings. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. to hear, like, a constant running commentary on how hot all the different parts of your body are can be really healing. It kind of just, like, (laughs) takes my mind off the insecure thoughts that would tend to crop up.
1: Absolutely. And whether it is because they are praising the thing you are nervous about or – because they are praising a completely different part of your body. Mm-hmm. Like, there are definitely times where I'm like, well, oh, I don't know how, like, my belly is doing or whatever, and they're just like, God, your thighs, fuck And I'm like, right, you're not, there are so many other parts of my body that you could be looking at. Wow, great. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Like, either way, it shifts my focus, or it reframes the way I'm thinking about the thing I'm focused on. and um, helps me not to kind of spiral down a little anxious rabbit hole.
0: And also in terms of, like, kink and role play, like I said, I think it's really uh, sometimes necessary um, for those types of things. Like, uh, you could do a wordless role play, I guess, if you, like, set it up in advance and you both knew what you were doing. But, like, Mm -hmm. uh, especially for things where I'm trying to embody a different headspace than my normal day-to-day headspace, like, if it's, like, a little girl or, like, a mean princess or whatever it is, like, Dirty Talk is helpful for kind of keeping me in that zone in the same way that, like... If you're an actor and people are treating you the way that your character would be treated, then you feel more like that character.
1: Right, right. And since we're talking about, like, specifically role plays, and I know now this is kind of separate from phone sex, but, like, in-person in sex, I want to talk a little bit about what Dirty Talk can actually Or might actually look like in those scenarios. Because I think. People who don't do this often. Mm -hmm. And say like. I want to role play. Or I'm into dirty talk. Are almost expecting. Like a full script. Mm -hmm. Or like to be having an entire. Like an entire full dialogue. Or conversation. The entire time they're fucking. Mm -hmm. And that is not necessarily. My experience of dirty talk. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about. uh, What it. I don't know, tends to look like in practice for you or if you have any thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, I totally get that thing about like feeling like it has to be a script and like feeling anxious about like, I don't know, what if I run out of things to say or whatever. And I think the most important Mm -hmm. advice I could give someone in that situation is like, I think it should be more like flow state it should be more, mm-hmm. like, arising organically from what you're doing and what you're thinking, which means that you kind of have to let your erotic mind wander, which means that you kind of have to relax the obsession with, like, controlling every single word that comes out of your mouth and making sure that it's going to be perfect. Because, frankly, it's not going to mm-hmm. be perfect, and that's fine. Um mm-hmm. But it is sort of meditative in the sense that like if you're sitting there meditating and you're going every second like, okay, have I reached a Zen place? Is my mind empty? Like it's just not going to work. But if you kind of Mm -hmm. just like relax into it and let it go where it's going to go, then it's much easier to do. So um, the advice usually given about dirty talk, like the most basic advice is just like say what you did, say what you're doing, say what you're going to do. And this Mm -hmm. is so useful because literally if you can't think of anything, you can just say what you're currently doing. And I know that sometimes that Mm -hmm. feels really silly. Um, But, I mean, you don't have to literally say, I am stroking your cock right now. Although you could. Mm -hmm. Um, There are are many people who would respond favorably to that. But, you know, you could say things like, I love how hard your cock feels in my hand. Do you like how nice and lived up it is? Uh, And then if you're going to go like things that you did, then you can start to go like, remember the last time that we did this and you like came all over yourself or like mm-hmm. even something more far removed, like remember the time that we fucked in XYZ place or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And then in terms of like what you're going to do, you could be looking forward to a, a potential possibility, whether it be like, it's going to feel so good when you come in my hand or like, um, you know, <laughs> Am I explaining this right. well? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, absolutely. This is like the most basic way to think about dirty talk, but I really think that it's like the uh, framework that everybody should basically start from because mm-hmm. once you start with these building blocks, you can start getting more creative once you're comfortable with it. But I think that this is the place to start if you're not currently comfortable with it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I I mean, I think that's the perfect go-to advice because I definitely hear from a lot of people that they just kind of draw a blank on what to say. Um, I think it's also helpful to, I don't know, kind of adjust your own expectations for yourself. Like the things, even the stuff I write in sexting or like the things I say when I'm dirty talking to someone does not compare to like the erotica I write. Right. Or even the sexts I write. Like, there, my vocabulary is not vast. Like, dirty talk, it, it reminds me what you're talking about with the flow state thing. Like, dirty talk is often repeating similar stuff. Like, I think it's, <laughs> who is it, Tino Horn, who talks about, like, never getting tired of being called a slut. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, <laughs> just just link that, you're a dirty slut, you're a filthy slut, you're such a little slut, taking my cock like a little slut, like, the... I recommend using a yes, no, maybe list to kind of decide the words that sound good to you. But just hearing from your partner their favorite words to hear in bed, like, just keep, you can just keep pushing that button and it's it's (laughs) going to probably work. Like, you don't have to expect to be pulling out a thesaurus in the middle of fucking. And, like, I'm also not, long silences that would be awkward in a conversation makes sense when people are fucking me because like you go back and forth between like we're talking about this thing and then we're focused on this sex we're having like Mm -hmm. there are you you're not talking the whole time someone might say a thing and then like even for role plays like even for elaborate storylines that ash and i play out Mm -hmm. sometimes we will be like we will say maybe three or four sentences to each other the entire time Mm -hmm. and not even set up the scene in advance, but like, we know the things each other are into. And like in the middle of a scene, someone will be like, Oh bro, what are you doing? And we're like, Oh, we're, and now we're these frat guys who are in this (laughs) locker room and doing the like, (laughs) right. And like, we'll you, we can see both of our like body language slightly shift and like Mm that. And it's based on like one or two words that we know are like hearkening out to this idea that we've visited several times. Mm -hmm. So like your dirty talk, like, Sometimes we have big elaborate scenes where we act out these characters that we've fleshed out and built together and then go into the thing. And sometimes it's, it's the middle of the night and, like, we're having a filthy thought and want to share it with each other while our dick is in the other one. So it's, like, you get one or two sentences here and it's, like, yeah, the rest can happen in your head. It's fine. You're a filthy pervert, too. You'll figure it out. Um, and then, like, afterwards or the next day we talk about, like, what were you thinking about? Oh, weird. That's what I was thinking about. Cute. Nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and often they align and sometimes they're like fairly different and we're like, neat, really? <laughs> um, and that's fun too. But I think taking away a little bit of the pressure of like, oh no, if I say I'm into dirty talk or if I say one or two things, I'm just gonna be expected to be talking all of the time because mm-hmm. that's not the case.
0: yeah i had I had a boyfriend once who was like super dommy but not very into dirty talk and i remember Mm -hmm. he was like holding my magic wand on me one day and i was like can you say some stuff to me and he was like i can but like it's gonna eventually devolve into gibberish so i probably won't say very much and he said like two or three sentences and then he just like stopped and um i get that it's like really nerve-wracking to feel like you don't have anything to say but like i would so much rather that people like try Um, Mm -hmm. and if you, if you really don't know know what to say, like describing what you're currently doing is great. Talking about a past memory is great. Complimenting anything about the person or what they're doing is great. And also Mm -hmm. you can just be like, you know, it would be really hot. And then just like say some fantasy that you have, (laughs) like, as -hmm. long as you don't think it's going to like cross the person's boundaries. Um, that's also a really good one because then you don't even have to, um, like you can just rely on your own internal erotic imagination and let that take you where you're gonna go.
1: Yeah. I think a fear that I also run into is like especially with the like, say what you're doing, say what you did. Like some sometimes some of that can feel really obvious. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, I don't you don't I don't need to tell you <laughs> that your cunt is really tight around my cock. You can feel that you can, you're here too. You're also aware. Right. Um, I was watching, like,
0: um, I was watching this documentary called sex unzipped on Netflix the other night. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the drag queen, uh, Trixie Mattel, I think is her name was like, mm-hmm. I always think it's weird when guys are like, Oh yeah. Suck my dick. Cause I'm like, I am <laughs> I <was> like, That's <laughs> so true. But like, I get why people say it. I think that it's hot mm-hmm. to, to the, the guys often to, to say that. I've definitely had that experience. And like, I, you know, I you see it in porn a lot, people being like, oh yeah, eat that pussy, whatever. Um,
1: right. It's, I think for a lot of people, the act of saying it out loud is hot. Mm-hmm. Like, there is some breaking of taboo of that. That is a sentence that they like. Unlike me, they don't get paid to talk about cocksucking, right? <laughs> like, that; those are not <laughs> sentences that they probably get to say in polite company all of that often. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, especially, like, I don't know, even the language I use about my body in bed is different from the language I use about my body just out, and like, if I'm talking to people about it, right? Yeah. Like, um, so I think kind of unlocking and getting to say those things, like a thing ash and i talk about a lot is how saying a thing just kind of makes it real and grounds it in reality in a way differently than just it existing in your head mm-hmm. and i think that is certainly true with dirty talk where you're like it, it it just it it breaks an extra layer of taboo not only are we doing it but we're talking about it and i'm saying the things <laughs> while i'm doing it yeah. um that alone can be hot and it may seem obvious Because it is the only thing you are thinking about in that moment. But we just talked about earlier how easy it is for our minds to wander, right? And, Mm -hmm. like, if you're like, oh, God, I'm fucking you so hard right now. Like, that may be the most obvious thing that you're thinking about is how hard it is. But I'm thinking about, like, I don't know, that laundry in the corner or something. And you, like, bring me back to it. Or, I like, it tells me that it's so hot for you that it is hard, that you're mm-hmm. fucking me roughly not that you're fucking me deep or not that like the language you use when you're dirty talking about the sex we're having tells me what you're focused on
0: yeah and
1: that is interesting and hot it tells yeah. me that like you tell if you tell me my ass is hot I'm like oh, you're looking at
0: my ass there's so many other things you could be looking at and you're looking at my ass great you know yeah I think that Uh, I've learned a lot about that kind of thing from erotic hypnosis, which has a lot of like Mm. crossover with dirty talk in terms of like, you're using your words and your voice to control someone's experience to some extent. And there are times in hypnosis where you might say to someone as if it's already very obvious and as if uh, you know that this is already happening, like, I'm sure you've started to notice that your cock is getting hard and I'm sure you've also started to notice that you're feeling some like romantic butterflies in your stomach. And like maybe they were feeling those before and maybe they weren't. But in trance, like just Mm -hmm. the act of saying those things kind of creates the sensation or draws their attention to the sensation, uh, which are kind of the same thing in in a manner of speaking. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that that's really useful in dirty talk as well.
1: Yeah, I actually wanted to ask you about hypnosis because – and, like, I guess the Venn diagram of dirty talk and hypnosis because hypnosis is obviously very verbal and the way you play with it, erotic. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: However, it's not dirty talk by nature, but it does seem like dirty talk is a tool that you often use. Like, Mm -hmm. is it – I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about um, how dirty – like, I guess how dirty talk manifests in your hypnosis and, like, what that looks like and what those intersections look like. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, great. I think that they're both sort of, like, magic spells. Like, you're saying words Mm -hmm. and they make something happen, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, As a word nerd, I just find that really interesting and neat. Um, Mm -hmm. Especially since you can do both via um, verbal, like, speaking aloud or text or phone or whatever, um, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um I think that there's sometimes some dirty talk when we do hypnosis, but I think a lot of the quote unquote dirty talk that happens for us during hypnosis is like dirty insofar as you're turned on by certain hypnotic states. Um mm-hmm. so like for a fetishist, like talking about Having a blank mind and going deeper and that kind of thing. Like, that is dirty. Like, I've, I've heard some people describe <laughs> um, coming in and out of trance fast as like having your brain fucked. Like, you know, it is kind of mm-hmm. a sexual act in and of itself for those folks and can be for other folks as well. And
1: yeah, well, I, like, you're kind of getting at what I was struggling with, I think, because it does definitely feel like the hip, the language of hypnosis mm-hmm. is talked about in the way. Like dirty talk talks about sex. Mm-hmm. Like it uses a, a lot of the same linguistic principles. Like it is flowery language. It is beautiful. It is er- evocative of things. Mm-hmm. And like that is language of hypnosis. And separately, it feels like things that traditionally look like dirty talk
0: mm-hmm.
1: could also be a helpful tool in the way, like you attended my impact workshop and I talked about how I use laughter as like a separate distinct emotion to take someone out of a scene and bring them back into an intense pain state or an intensely sexual thing or whatever mm-hmm. and it seems like using like really explicit dirty talk as a tool in hypnosis could add an interesting element to a scene and like bring you in different headspaces
0: yeah, I certainly find that anything that is described to me while I'm in hypnosis, I will tend to like see and or feel as if it's really happening to a greater extent than I would mm. if someone was just describing it to me normally, um, which is a okay. result of kind of like the suggestibility that can that can be created by hypnosis. Um, so mm. this is why it was super helpful for us in like phone sex doing the long distance thing is that like often it would feel like we were just in person having sex, um, because Mm -hmm. I was in trance for a lot of it and, and just like very suggestible in that way. Um, Mm -hmm. I also think though that, um, A lot of people don't know that they've been in trance before because, like, there are certain mental states that are, like, very, very similar to trance, like, neurologically speaking. And I think Mm -hmm. that one of them can be that feeling when you're listening to someone so closely, you're hanging on their every word such that you can almost, like, feel their words in your body or, or you can almost feel sort of, like, lulled into this, you know, state of extreme Mm -hmm. focus. And I think that even if you're not like explicitly trying to invoke hypnosis in your play, like you can adjust the way that you're doing your dirty talk in terms of like, is it more rhythmic? Is it this kind of slow, constant stream? Is it quiet so they have to kind of lean in and listen really hard are you kind of like using Mm -hmm. onomatopoeias are you like popping your consonants in a way that like feels sexy like I feel like there's a lot of different things that you can do with like pacing and style of dirty talk that can kind of create like similar sort of hypnotic type conditions where Mm -hmm. it does feel kind of like a magic spell it feels like the words are like as important as what's happening physically
1: yeah that's that's great and you said that beautifully Thank and i just part of me is just like great and we're done that, uh. that make sense? <laughs> no that no that made a lot of sense okay. no i like it a lot um and it's definitely true there is a lot with um i think when you get past the like a lot of what we talk about with dirty talk is the um very 101 like how to get past the you're anxious about doing this mm-hmm. And I don't know what to say, so it is the, like, you said what you say before, you say what you're doing, whatever you say what you're going to do, um, or you practice on your own, or you read erotica aloud to each other, or you talk about the language you like. Like, a lot of stuff of people getting into it, but I think a lot of what you were talking about there is kind of the, like, okay, no, I, I, I'm comfortable dirty talking how do I get really, really good at this, though? Mm -hmm. Like, how do I, like, yes, it sounds really hot just saying, God, you're sucking my dick so well right now, so good right now. Like, I'm not saying well when I'm getting my dick sucked. Like, I'm saying, (laughs) God, you're sucking my dick so good right now. Um, God, that feels so good. Like, again, grammar, (laughs) not my strength when I'm hard. Um, So, um, but I think what you're talking about here is the stuff that, makes someone really good at it what um and that is like these ideas of pacing and playing with tone of voice and having someone kind of captivated with what you're saying which can be really fun and can feel quite powerful honestly i think when i'm like really really going with dirty talk part of it is also helping me really lean into my dominance a lot. Mm. Um, I definitely, I think, talk a lot more when I'm on the dominant side of the slash. Yes, (laughs) they are nodding enthusiastically over there. (laughs) Um, And I think a lot of that is just like, it it is a powerful feeling having someone hanging on your every word. Like, that just is.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned reading erotica out loud, and I did want to, like expand on that a little bit. I think both Mm -hmm. erotica and like specifically sexy poetry can be really helpful Mm -hmm. if you're wanting Mm -hmm. to sort of step up your dirty talk or like even begin to get comfortable with it. Um, And one way that I've often done this, I had a partner in high school who we would like read each other sexy fan fictions. Um, Which is nice because, like, it, you know, there's the guise of, like, we're doing this because it's entertaining or because we know the show that it's based on or whatever. Like, it's just kind of this silly Mm -hmm. bonding activity, but it can get really sexy. And it's also an opportunity after you're done reading the story to be like, what did you like about that? Was there anything in that that you would want to try? Um, Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people – I hear from a lot of people who – are nervous to do dirty talk because they just think that it'll sound silly. Like they don't, they they're like nervous to hear those words in their own voice and like the kind of the vulnerability of that. And so mm-hmm. when you're saying other people's words, uh, those are other people's words. You didn't choose those words, so like you don't have to feel silly. You right. don't have to feel like you're, you know making a fool of yourself or anything. You're reading the text as written and you can experiment mm-hmm. with the things you're we talking about in terms of pacing or volume or style or different voices, even if you're reading a piece of fiction. Um, and it's just mm-hmm. a really fun way to like get comfortable with your own voice. Uh, I think that doing this podcast has helped me get much more comfortable with my own voice, but <laughs> even mm-hmm. still like your, your sexy mood voice is like a different thing. Um, and you yeah. kind of have to get comfortable with it and familiar with it in your own way, even if you're like, you know, a professional public speaker or what have you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just hearing yourself say those things in a way that like, I don't know if your partner giggles, it's because they're giggling at what this person wrote, not at what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like you're just, you're just, and gradually you can get used to that. And I think that's a really, really great tool. Mm
0: -hmm. Another thing you can do if you're wanting to become more confident with dirty talk is you can write yourself a literal script in the in the form of like yeah. a story, maybe um, you know, an erotic story from your perspective told to your partner or the story of a fantasy that you have or something. Um, Mm -hmm. because often like dirty talk can be a way of communicating your fantasies, communicating what you want and what you're into, but it can be really hard to do that if you feel awkward about the talking part. So yeah, maybe Mm -hmm. write it out. There's actually no shame in that. Like there, there's a lot of stigma about that in hypnosis, which I think is for valid reasons. Like it is hard to develop a good hypnotic rapport with someone. If you're reading from a script, it's just like, you have Mm -hmm. to be able to watch what they're doing and adjust. But I think with Mm -hmm. dirty talk or with like reading a sexy story, it's like a very different thing. Like obviously you should still, you know, if you're, if you're reading something that's got like some potentially triggering stuff in it, take a look, see how your partner's doing. But like, other than that, I think that Uh it's it's pretty easy to just like read through and like see how it feels.
1: Yeah. And I think, you can do some fun stuff with that too. Like, I don't know. You can play the whole like distraction game. Like, are you reading to them while they're blowing you or Mm -hmm. while like something else is going on too, where like, if you're like, no, it does feel a little weird having my face buried in the paper. It's like, okay, well let's play that up then. Mm -hmm. What can we do with that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or maybe you write each other a story and read to each other, like read the other person's story to Mm -hmm. each other. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, whatever that looks like. But yeah, I think having something you're working off of uh, can be, again, just good way to practice saying those words and getting used to it.
0: Yep, totally.
1: One of the other things I love about Dirty Talk that we haven't really mentioned is how it allows you to try out stuff for the first time or try out stuff uh, that you may not do in real life. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, since you talked about, like spending so much time on phone sex and having dirty talk being uh and hypnosis being so core to your sex life if there's any things that you've like tried out in dirty talk that you either just haven't gotten to try out in person or aren't even interested in trying out in person
0: um yeah there's a lot of things i think that one of the recurring sort of fantasies that Matt will like spin for me through dirty talk is something that I had mentioned Mm -hmm. to them as a fantasy of mine which is that we've hired someone a third party to like go down Mm -hmm. on me and Matt is there like describing moment by moment how to do it and like giving advice Mm -hmm. and like maybe physically pushing their head in or whatever Mm -hmm. and that's something that like honestly I don't I don't think it would work in real life the way I envision it and I also don't even really know if I would want to do that in real life. Like if I want to get really Mm -hmm. good oral, I will ask my spouse because they know how to give me really good oral. I'm not necessarily going to (laughs) like outsource (laughs) that. Um, but in, in the context of dirty talk, it works really well primarily because I get to hear them describing their technique and like what they think is important about how to go down on me, which is like hot for me for multiple reasons. Um, I think dirty talk is often a good space in which to explore like non-monogamy or group sex. If like, that's something that you're not feeling able to do, whether that's because Mm -hmm. of your relationship structure or because we're in a pandemic or whatever it is. Um, Mm I, I, Always recommend that people, like when people are like, I'm thinking about having a threesome, or like, I'm thinking about asking my partner if they'll go to this orgy with me or whatever. I'm always like, you should maybe dirty talk through that. A- like, first talk about it, talk about it, but then like maybe dirty uh-huh. talk about it. Because I think that dirty talk can help you explore like the psychological side of new kinks before mm-hmm. you explore the physical side. Because they both can, you know, have their own thoughts and emotions that come up. Like, with something like um, urethral sounding, for example. Uh, the physical part obviously can be tricky, can be challenging, um, can be painful, whatever it is. Like that's a whole other challenge, but then there's an emotional or psychological side of it too, which is like, uh, maybe you have an appendage that only ever penetrates and now it's going to be penetrated. How do you feel about that in Mm -hmm. like a psychosexual way? Or like, how do you feel Mm -hmm. about kind of like the fear play aspect of it or whatever? So I think that those are kind of two separate pieces of the same kink, but like it's useful to explore both.
1: Yeah, I love that. And what I love so much about that scenario you were talking about is it just, like, to me, as, as such a, like, storytelling nerd and media <laughs> nerd, I'm like, no, that is just, like, a really excellent storytelling tool. That is the yeah. best way, like, that is a great perspective to get to say all of the things you want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think one of the other reasons it lives out so well in, like, the realm of dirty talk is that that, and I'm saying this as someone who has also dirty talked about a lot of threesomes and had a lot of threesomes and they're very different from the ones I dirty talk about. Yeah. (laughs) Um, because that third person is very much just a function of the sex you're having with your partner. Mm -hmm. Like they exist there as a sex toy, which is really hot in objectifying ways for very particular people. Like that is a fun scene to play Mm -hmm. out that a lot of people would enjoy. And, it is not the kind of threesome you'd cruise for. Right. Right. Like, it is a trickier, weirder dynamic that exists really well in people's heads. And it, I've also, like, I'm like, that's real hot. I love that. Like, I've played <laughs> out a lot of, a lot of like, other threesome scenarios with my partner that, like, we dirty talk about that we're like, no, we don't need to do that. We don't need to, eh. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> in this dirty talk scenario, it would be real handy if there was just an extra set of hands (laughs) so suddenly it's like yes and then someone else walked into the locker room (laughs) and they saw what a slut you were and they came over to help
0: right (laughs) usually matt will ask me beforehand like what are this person's pronouns and like do they have a name and like (coughs) what's the
1: What's their deal? Because it's like... That is the most Demi shit I've heard in my life. I love you both. I mean, yes.
0: But also, (laughs) in this scenario where we've hired someone to go down on me, it actually changes the fantasy pretty dramatically. If it's... uh, It can shift the dynamic of the scene, whether the person is like... Because I feel like hiring a dude to go down on you, who's like ostensibly probably like a cis straight dude, is such a different vibe from if it's like a queer person... Um, Mm. or maybe like another person who's like explicitly kinky and is into this, uh, for the submission versus the fantasy being that we've hired someone who this is their job. Like, you know, there's all sorts Mm. of different dynamics. So I do think it actually makes sense to have like a little discussion about who the person is, like if that matters to you, but it might not, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, it's a person who only exists in our heads. So like, Mm -hmm. yes, real people. Clash against the <laughs> like stereotypes and things in the world, and sometimes that's a fun story to tell. Mm-hmm. But often, if I am picking a person to like put into my fantasy, I'm I, if I'm like, oh, dude's doing this, it's because I want like the doodly burly things that like yeah. whatever that <laughs> conjures in my head, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why role plays get so problematic sometimes because <laughs> we don't know how to <laughs> always separate things. Um, but. Yeah, I think uh, I think that makes a lot of sense, and I think it can be really smart to have that conversation beforehand. Mm -hmm. And I also like there is something quite fun for me um, in I think probably similarly to almost that improv energy where you can be uh, like mid scene and suddenly and like suddenly someone's like God, I hope someone doesn't walk in on us right now, and you're like, we're in public. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we're in public? Oh, yeah, I hope no one walks in either. <laughs> What's going to happen if they do?
0: <gasps> yeah, improv right. is like – Like taking improv classes prepared me for a dirty talk and role play like nothing else, truly. And I would recommend it to absolutely anyone, including people who feel like improv sounds like the scariest thing in the world because you probably need it the most. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, in improv there's definitely a sense of like my, – My coach would say once it's said, it's so – uh, because that is how improv works. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, no, we're not in public. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> if someone says that you're <laughs> walking to like- our
1: bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it can be hard to roll with. Like there's, there could definitely be moments in role play where like your partner brings something up and you're like, I didn't agree to that. And I'm not really into that. I now I'm thinking about, like, if if you weren't into a public sex scenario and someone said that, what if you were just like, well, okay, let's actually stop and go home first, and then you just do a little fast forward. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I do find, like,
1: with dirty talk often, what I find easiest is, like, the thing about it being somewhat ephemeral is that, like, someone can say, God, I hope no one walks in. And you can like moan a bunch because they're still fucking you. And you can be like, can't talk. This feels too good. And by the time you talk again, you can be talking about some other part of the scenario Mm -hmm. and no one walks in. Right. But like you could, someone could also say, God, I hope no one walks in right now. And you could say, yeah, I really don't want anyone to see what a little filthy little slut I am for you. (laughs) Yeah. And then they'll be like, well, well later in the scene, maybe someone walks in. right? Mm -hmm. Um, so, like, yes, I think yes end is a great way to follow down a path. Mm-hmm. And, like, and it probably would be a little awkward to be, like, no one's going to walk into my house. I'm on the eighth floor. Like, <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> I have
0: no birds you know, you don't wanna, the window.
1: <laughs> right. You don't want to do, like, a hard no unless it is, like, something that you're, like, no, I, I don't want to talk about this, right? Mm-hmm. But you can just let an idea float away be like that is a hot reality that's happening in your head but the one that's in my head and in the shared reality is this one that we're going to build up mm-hmm. you know um and i think that do- doesn't feel unnatural at least in my experience of dirty
0: talk yeah thank you for joining us for this discussion of dirty talk and thank you for the thoughtful questions folks. um I have been Kate Sloan. I have a sex blog at girlyjuice.net. Oh, I recently reviewed the baldo that I was talking about on the Ah, show. the review is so good. uh, Just to refresh your memory, the baldo is a thing that lets you turn your balls into a dildo, so you can fuck your partner with your balls. I I don't know why I sound like a carnival barker announcing (laughs) that, but- um, Just an infomercial. Step right up and fuck your partner with your balls, uh, so you can check out the (laughs) review at girlyjuice.net. Spoiler alert, surprisingly good? question mark um and i also have a book out which is full of advice on kinky shit including dirty talk role play etc you can find that at 101 kinky and you can follow me on twitter and instagram at girly underscore juice where is your stuff
1: I fully picked this episode topic by going through the table of contents of your book and being like, dirty talk. Ain't talked about that in a minute. That works.
0: (laughs) We should just do an episode for every kink in the book eventually.
1: (laughs) Oh, we will. I run out of episode topics often enough. It's fine.
0: Can, Can we do a full hour on figging? Is that even possible? What if we get figged on air?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, I was like, if if there is this <laughs> chunk of ginger in my ass,
0: I'll have an hour worth of things to say about it. I promise you that. <laughs> we, should, we should actually maybe. I would I would be willing to lose my faking virginity on the air uh, if you were there to talk me through it. If folks would oh, be yeah, interested just- in that, let me know. Maybe it should be a Patreon thing. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, that'll be our next Patreon bonus.
1: Also my partner who is only hearing half of this conversation, I think broke <laughs> after that. <laughs> Just has no idea what's happening. <laughs> Just suddenly I'm talking about having ginger in my. Mouth.
0: Where's the rest All of right. your stuff? <laughs>
1: I'm Bex Caputo. You can find all of my writing and information about my workshops at bextalksex.com. I have uh, one to two workshops a week for the entire month of November, so I would love to see you come out for any of those. Also, if I am moving ahead of schedule, there might be an announcement on that page. Otherwise, you will hear about something very exciting next on uh, next week's episode. If you're curious about all of my porn, you can go to at BillyLore on Twitter and find all of the links there. I have a couple of different fan sites. You can buy my videos on ManyVids or you can sext with me on Sext Panther. I have some really, really fun stuff that I've posted recently and some really excellent stuff coming soon. So definitely check that out over there. Together, we're the Dildorks. We're at the Dildorks on Twitter and Instagram and at the dildorks.com. You can also go to patreon.com slash thedildorks to toss a couple of bucks our way. That'll get you access to our exclusive patrons-only Discord channel where we get to talk to all the rad dildorks that hang out there with us and get ideas for episodes and tell fun stories. And I don't, y'all are great. I tell y'all how great you are every week, but y'all are great. We love you and the rest of you should join us because it's love. We have fun there.
0: Yes, and thank you to our top tier supporters who we thank every week on this show. I want to shout out Amelia, Nat, Matthew, and Stabatha Christie. Thanks so much. Thank you also to Protodome, who did our theme song for this show, I Want You in My Bedroom. Thank you to Amy, who did our logo. She is at Starboots underscore on Twitter. And thank you to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life.
1: Bye. Bye. Oh my god, I had to say bye at the end of my porn scene, and I had to try I was so hard oh <laughs> god, I was not to do the dildorks bye. You almost <laughs> did. It was You're real. They were like, okay, now after you come, say, say bye. And I was like, but, but, bye,
0: bye. <laughs> it could have it been like, it could have been like, are you straight? Are you gay? And you were just like, bye. Bye. <laughs> like, they're just,
1: there is the dildorks bye. And the reason I'm so clear on it is because sometimes Ash leaves the house. And they're like, oh, I'm running downstairs to grab the food or something. But I'll be like, bye. And they'll be like, why
0: was that? And I'm like, I don't know, Sorry. <laughs> We've been doing this show for a while. <laughs> so long. Okay. Anyway, that was- Um. So Matt and I went to this super weird party last night. Um, okay. It was just extremely, like, New York City art nerds. Um, was
1: that the one with the weird dress code? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It was
0: very odd. <laughs> people were, like, <laughs> some people were, like, in actual Halloween costumes looking silly, and some people were, like, in ball gowns and... Some people were just like in normal clothes. I don't know. It was very weird. Um, But we were going around talking to people and we got into a conversation with someone who looked cool and they were a uh, burlesque performer and erstwhile pro dom. And Mm -hmm. uh, we were following each other on Instagram and they were like, oh, I know that you're, you're probably doing good stuff because you're followed by my favorite porn twink. And I was like, ooh, oh. ooh, And they were like, Antifa bussy. And I was like, oh, my God, they're so hot. <laughs> and they were like, I know, they're so hot.
1: <laughs> they are. And, oh, I, and I adore Austin. As the thing. <laughs> and, like, I found out re- – so they visited and we were talking, and I, like, mentioned the podcast in passing. Like, I think I was <laughs> like, oh, I have a recording or whatever. And I have found out recently that, like – Austin then I mean was mid-road trip, so spent a whole chunk of the road trip like <laughs> listening to the podcast afterwards and is now like, no, your show's great. I adore you guys, you're fantastic. <laughs> we'll yeah, see. they
0: they sent me some sweet messages recently about that as well. And I was like, um Aww. Thank you. And also you're you're very hot. Thank okay? you. <laughs> you're hot. We should fuck again. Anyway. I literally was, I I didn't, I was like, I was just tipsy enough that when this person said this to me at the party, I was like, oh, my best friend just fucked them recently.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, the only appropriate response. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, hopefully I'm going to go visit them again soon because they're fun and also on the literal opposite coast of me. Hmm. I was like, no, but, but we make good porn and I like hanging out with you. And and we make it porn, and you're great.
0: <laughs> so Austin, if you're listening, hello, hello from both. Hi, hi, <laughs> hi,
1: Austin. If you're listening, I'm coming to visit you soon. Hi, everyone else who's listening, go buy the porn I made with Austin. It's real great.
0: <laughs> okay, let's start the actual show. Yeah. Oh Jesus, I'm really my energy is not very centered. Today. Oh wait, I
1: have questions. Oh, what? that's fine i no like question for the show we do this like as a job those questions not other questions yeah i I
0: don't need to see those you can ask me those and and okay i'm fine
1: that was also me remembering that i had them and needed to ask them like that was just me remembering (laughs) i'm about to do my job that's what that was
0: (laughs) yeah love to see it
1: i Hmm. think i have some fun ones though and like You know they're good when I'm, like, testing them before the show and read them out to Ash, and they're like, ooh, Kate's going to have good answers to that one. I'm excited to hear what she says. (laughs) Like, that's when I know I've got some good
0: ones. (laughs) Ash is the best. I know. Okay, let's start it.
1: It'd be really rude if I was like, nah, they're really not. I don't (laughs) It's just my boyfriend. I guess. I I guess I guess.